Next Talk, sponsored by nexttalk.org, contains content of a mature nature. Parental guidance is advised. Welcome to Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim. Every Saturday at 10 a.m. on AM 630, The Word. Mandy is the author of Talk, and Kim is the director of Next Talk, a nonprofit organization helping parents cyber parent through open communication. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our free video series and subscribe to our weekly podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk? Today we're talking about transgender. It's a big topic. It's a very difficult topic to cover. Very controversial. It is. We've been praying a lot about it and preparing for it. Um, You know, there's bathroom debates, locker room debates, sports arguments about who can play on what team. It's a lot, and it's everywhere, and it's kind of infiltrated into a lot of conversations. Well, and I think, first of all, we need to define transgender. What does that mean? And it it really means somebody is questioning their, their gender. Um, you know, male or female. This really, let's take away like the attraction or the homosexuality, let's take that off the table and just think about it as somebody questioning, am I supposed to be a boy or am I supposed to be a girl? Right. Um, the other thing I need to say, we, we, we have a disclaimer here. This is not a show about my kid may be transgender and they're questioning and I need your help. Correct. So Kim and I have not walked through that as parents. We can't guide you on that. What you need to do is you need to see a medical doctor. You need to see a Christian counselor. You need to talk to your pastor. Um, get help with that. I will say this. Love your baby. Yeah. No Even if they're what. questioning themselves and they're, they're coming to you and, and you're confused and you don't know what's going on. I Love them. Absolutely. That's what I would definitely say. It's going to be a journey. So you want to go on it together. You don't want to put that wall up right away. Exactly. It's a journey together. And like I said, seek medical attention. Go see your pediatrician, a family doctor, a Christian counselor. Um, Get that medical help. This show, though, is really about what we want to talk to you about is what do you what do you say to your kids when they come and say, what's going on with that person? Yeah. And and they they notice something that's different. Um, How do we respond? And what do we say? And we really want to get this conversation going. Again, this is the beginning. We're learning right along with you. Mm -hmm. We're having these questions or these discussions at home with our kids Mm -hmm. on a regular basis. And so we want to open up this conversation. How do you handle it? We're going to give you some examples of how we handle it. Absolutely. And if you're thinking, well, my kid hasn't asked me about that. It's just a matter of time. And that's why we do yeah. these shows. It's not for shock value. It's not um, to put out there issues or ideas that maybe you haven't thought about. It's to start the conversation in your own head and your own family so you're ready before your kids come to you. I'm so glad you said that because my oldest daughter, I was able to not explain this to her until sixth grade when right. she started being exposed to it. Um, my son, though, he is um, four years younger than her, and I had to explain it in third grade. Because they were talking about it on the playground at school, and because somebody had been online and saw a story, Mm -hmm. and they brought it and told the other kids, and so he he came home, and he was like, what does this mean? And so I had to have that conversation with a third grader at the time. Yes, and when my son was a first grader, we were at the mall during the holidays and went into a chocolate shop, Mm -hmm. and there was someone there that was obviously a boy, but dressed with girl makeup and clothes and he's very in tune and aware and noticed right away and said well what do you call that and what does that mean like he wants to know so the question in some form or fashion will be asked of you yeah and I think that it's going to your response is going to vary because absolutely on what age they are so Kim tell us when when they were when they're little 
Mm-hmm. I mean, what is it? I mean, it's pretty basic, right? You pretty stick basic. to truth. You stick to scripture. Yes. And you don't want to give more information than what they're actually asking. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times because we're not ready, we're like either we say, you're too young for that or... I don't know, or you just avoid it. And right. none of those are really a great option because then they're going to get the answer somewhere else. Yeah. So we want to be truthful. We want to be short and only answer what they're asking. And in our situation, when he asked that question, I simply said, you know, there's a lot of people in the world that are still trying to figure things out and we need to pray for them. But the bottom line is we need to love them. Mm-hmm. We need to love them through that and not judge them. And he's not sure or she's not sure where they fit in. And that's got to be a really difficult place to be. And he's like, yeah, because I know I'm a boy. You know, he could relate to that. And yeah. then he was happy with that answer. Like, I get confused about things too. And not that we want to say you get confused about your gender identity, but I wanted him to relate to the feeling of not knowing exactly what's going on and then say we use that and come from a place of love right in the way we treat them right and that was it we moved on and went to build a bear yeah so that was it easy and simple and not judgmental and that's so important because when they're that age they really um, connect with what you're saying and then they repeat it they become little voice boxes of of Mm -hmm. you so if we're judgmental in the way we respond that's the path that your kids are going to take Well, and I can tell you having a middle schooler, um, you know, she comes home a lot. There's a lot of debate going on with big topics in middle schools. And if if she comes home and she there reaches a point, it's really around the end of seventh grade. I've noticed Mm -hmm. beginning of eighth grade, they reach a point where they see both sides of the spectrum and they see the full argument about anything. I'm not just talking about this. Yes. Um, And so. You know, if you come across like, well, this is the way, this is the only way. And uh, let me give you an example. Like when she comes home and says, well, tell me about this bathroom debate. Like, tell me what the sides are on Mm -hmm. this. And I will say to her, you know, there are people who struggle and they want to use the bathroom of their choice because they, you know, for, for whatever reason, they struggle with their identity. But on the flip side of that, you have people saying, you know, God made us male or female, which is mm-hmm. what the Bible says. And that's consistent with the biblical truth. truth. Um, but at the same time, they're worried that people are going to take advantage of this bathroom law and hurt other kids yeah. from the opposite gender. And I said, you know, both sides really have a point. There's there's a v- validation in both of them. But, you know, I lean a little bit more towards this way of where the biblical truth is and, and this because... Um, you know, we can't change everything for everyone and make mm. everyone happy all the time. Absolutely and not. so you have to go with what the majority. But at the same time, we had a huge discussion about not being mean or treating with disrespect. I mean, everybody gets respect. Everybody sure. gets mutual respect. Jesus loves everyone. Mm-hmm. Jesus loves the broken more than, you know, and the confused more mm-hmm. than anyone. Um, he set that precedence for us. Um so those are some really hard discussions. I would caution you, though, just sometimes when your middle schoolers coming home and they're trying to figure it out, I guess why I share this story is a lot of times we can just say what we believe and that's it. And that's mm. the end of the discussion. Mm. And we miss so much in the conversation of where their head is at yes. if we talk it through with them. That's so good. And and we can say our point of view and we read scripture together. I mean, my daughter and I, we go to scripture. She knows that's the truth. Mm-hmm. That's where we look to for truth. But it helps us love people when we understand where they're coming from. Absolutely. So we can say, I see a little bit of what they're saying. And then we don't, you know, become a bully or anything that we're not supposed to do. 
And I think one of the things we um, want to point out here that sometimes as Christians we back away from is there is truth. There is truth. And I, I forgot to say that earlier. Is that was the other thing I said to my son was, God made you either a girl or a boy. And mm-hmm. so that must be very confusing for mm-hmm. this person going through that. I wanted him to hear the truth, but right. also the other side of that and yeah. the compassionate side of that. Um, so we shouldn't back away from what we believe to be true. But like you said, present the full argument and then the conversation can be a beautiful learning piece. Well, I mean, think about it. You're having a conversation with a friend and you're saying, I'm struggling with this issue of transgender and how to talk to my kids. And you're sitting having coffee. If your friend says to you, I think this is awful and this is the way it needs to be. And this is done. Like the conversation's over. It's over. Like you're not going to, there's not going to. And so with our kids, we want to create conversation around it. There's going to be time where you're going to tell them exactly what you believe and why you believe it and read scripture together. But that dialogue is so important. And it really, really does help you get a feel for where your kid's head is. Like, okay, are they getting this or they need more help with this? I think that really goes to that old saying, we're not going to argue people into the church. Oh, that's so good. Right? And so same thing. Amen, we, sister. <laughs> we want to love them into the church. And so putting up that wall with our friends, our community, and especially our kids is not the way. And there are people in our church that go to our church that that are born with a biological disorder that yes. that, that, that they struggle with. And so yes. we want to get to that. That's we're part get of it. We've got to get some <laughs> research for you. Um, if you've read my book, you know that I have two steps steps when dealing with controversial issues, basically sexuality and transgender that I use with my kids. And step one is to teach love, which was was what we've been talking about. Um, And that way you don't have a judgmental tone and you don't shut down the conversation. And then step two is teaching that truth. Like Mm -hmm. what does God's word say about it? And teaching our kids, like it doesn't really matter. Like I will tell my kids all the time, it doesn't really matter what mommy believes. Like what does God believe? Yeah. Like that's, it doesn't matter what anybody else believes. What does the Bible say about it? And so that's kind of what we want to dissect here today. Um, The teach love portion, we've kind of covered that already, but I do want to give you, you know, the golden rule. Yes. So many people think, well, where did the golden rule come from? You guys, it initiated with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like Matthew 7, 12, Luke 6, 31, treat others as you would want to be treated. Absolutely. And so that is our core message here. You know, no matter if we disagree or um, we don't think it's right, we're going to treat you with respect because that's what God commands us to do. We're going to love you. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to teach our children that even when they don't understand or agree default to love yeah and that's you know our shirts we have shirts that say default to love i'm wearing mine today just as a reminder that that's the place we always need to come from yeah so, you know, and we, we can see this throughout scripture. We can go over and over. There's, you know, the woman at the well, mm-hmm. the woman caught in adultery. Mm-hmm. Over and over again, God reaches out to people who are, um, by society standards, are um, put in a category of different. Yes. And so, you know, Jesus loves those people. Every person matters to God, whether they're, they're questioning their gender or not. God loves them. And whether they believe in him or not. Absolutely. That's an important defining thing with the little ones that they need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about some scientific research because, you know, we've covered that teach love part. And I think that everybody gets that. Yeah. But there always has to be when you're dealing with these controversial issues, if you if you side too side too heavily on the love side, mm-hmm. your kid misses the truth. Mm-hmm. And if you side too much on the truth side, your kid misses the love. Mm-hmm. So you've got to bring that balance together. Um, and to do that, to talk about, okay, what is truth, yep. we need to look at some things. We need to look yeah. at science, yep. um, the Bible verses. And mm-hmm. so that's what we want to do right now. 
um, I think about middle school science class. Yes. Your, your husband used to teach science, right? He loves science. My boys love science, too. So they, it really speaks to them to hear the truth set it forth in that way. Yeah. So we all have 23 sets of chromosomes. That's 46 total. All of those chromosomes, but the 23rd set, relate to the characteristic that make, make us each unique. So right. think eye color, mm-hmm. hair color, all of that chromosomes make up those little characteristics of us. But the 23rd set determines sex. Correct. So it's XX for female, XY for males. And so science tells us it kind of aligns, it does, not kind of, it aligns with God's word, Genesis 1:27. God created human beings in his own image. Male and female, he created them. Um, we can also see it in Genesis 5-2 and Matthew 19, 4 and 5 throughout scripture. And when it talks about marriage, you know, it talks about one man and one woman coming together to be one. Um, and so that is scripturally what it says. And so for your first discussion, like that's a really great point to make. Just if, you know, if they're little mm-hmm. and they ask you about it. Say, okay, this is what you're going to learn in middle school science class about Mm -hmm. the chromosomes, and this lines up with God's word. And then it's pretty simple. Now, it gets a little bit more complicated, and we're getting ready to get into that. Yeah, and, you know, I would just add to that, Mandy, most of us who are in the junior stage, it's going to start with an observation. Yeah. And so take that observation conversation, Mm -hmm. and I'm not meaning to rhyme. Um, and nice. bring that home to have the science side of it. I think that's a great tip that you can continue the conversation by setting that standard at a young age. Like we make the observation, we have the conversation, and then let's go to the word yeah. and see what it says. Yeah. If you're just now tuning in, this is Next Talk Radio at 10 a.m. on AM 630, The Word. Next Talk Radio is listener supported. Everything we do at our nonprofit to keep kids safe online is accomplished through your donations. To support our organization, you can go to nexttalk.org and click on Give. All right, we've got to talk about the gray area, which is always the most <laughs> difficult yeah. to like swim through. Um, some people have biological disorders. Yeah. It makes it difficult to determine their sex as male or female. Yeah. It doesn't mean that God didn't make them male or female. It's not a mistake. But science cannot figure that out. Science is behind God. Yes. So we're trying to figure out, okay, what happened? Because there is a small number of individuals. Mm -hmm. um, And we've we've previously referred to them. Well, they used to be called hermaphrodites, excuse me. Yes. And I think the new appropriate word, the politically correct term, you know, I've heard the term intersex Mm -hmm. or a third sex. Mm -hmm. Some people say that. um, Or... um, DSD is also one. It's um, developmental development of sex disorder. Mm-hmm. And so all of those things are kind of what we're looking at now. And, and l- again, like I said, it's a small percentage of mm-hmm. the population, but it's scientifically happening. So how do we address those issues with our kids? I think um, it, it's great to present this because we don't know. I've said this a few times. We don't know what's going on under someone's clothes or in their heart or head. Yeah. And this is a great example of that. We don't know if someone is dealing with a DSD or their intersex. Yeah. And they probably have no idea and how to navigate You know that. what? Just like we don't know if our neighbors, if one of them is having an affair and their family's exactly. falling apart, but they look perfect on the outside. Exactly. Because we never know what the person right next to us is struggling with. That's and, so true. And we've got to love people like that. Yeah. Um, You know, okay, so let me give you a quote here from the American College of Pediatricians, because, you know, as I was researching this for my book, and I will tell you, I did my research 
to answer my kids' questions. Yes. (laughs) And it turned into a chapter that I was like, I think this will be helpful to other parents because it helped me answer some questions that my kids came to me about. Um, The American College of Pediatricians, this is what they say. This is a quote. The exceedingly rare disorders of sex development, or called DSDs, are all medically deviations from the sexual binary norm and are rightly recognized as disorders of human design. But individuals with such disorders do not constitute a third sex. So here's the question that I got. If people are either born male or female, and that's scientific, and that's for the most of the general population, and that's what God's word says, then why do people question their gender? Well, of course. I mean, this is the question. Like, even if... That seems like the next logical question. uh, Okay. From your kids. So the Crosspoint Gender Support Group, here's a quote from them. Theories of both psychological and biological casualty have been forwarded, and it is quite likely there are different causes for different individuals. Mm. I think what we need to take away here is some people are born with things that cause them to question. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe their genitals are not matching up to their chromosomes Mm -hmm. or something like that. Um, But then there are also people that are born fine where their genitals match their chromosomes. Mm -hmm. So say they're a boy, Mm -hmm. but then they start to question that and want to become a girl. Mm -hmm. And so that could be a psychological thing Mm -hmm. or it could be any other factor. Mm -hmm. I think the bottom line here is that every person has a story. God makes each of us unique. We all have flaws. I think that is the overlying message here. We can't stereotype and say, well, all transgender people are psychologically have a problem. I don't think that's appropriate. Mm -hmm. That is happening in some places. Absolutely. Um, And so we need to be really careful how we word this with our kids. I'm glad that we're able to have the conversation in this way because I think this is similar to how it needs to be with your spouse and in your family. Yes. You need to be able to talk it through and say, I don't know how all this works, but here's what God says and here's the science behind it. What do you think? Yeah. And start that conversation with your spouse. And then when it's time and your kids come to you, you're ready for it because you need to know where you stand because of this next concern that one of the main reasons we wanted to talk about this show. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, that's great. That's a great point, Kim, because we also have to remember, and I always say this to my kids. I love the Bible verse that says God ways are not our ways yes. because my, my, my kids will say, well, how could people be born with this? Why mm-hmm. would God do that? Mm-hmm. We don't understand that, yeah. you know, but maybe it's God wants us to to teach us how to love people that are different. I mean, we don't know. God's ways are not our ways. We don't know. All we know is that we have to trust him. That's what having faith is like. And we see the science lining up with God's word. So we have to take him on that. Yeah. And if you have a real literal literal kid like I do, we say, put it on your list of things you're going to ask as soon as you walk through the pearly gates. Yeah. Because I don't have the answer. Only God does. But I certainly want you to ask when you get there. Yeah. And that seems to work because sometimes we just don't have a final answer. Like you said, we have to wait on God because we are not him. Yeah. And at the bottom line, if you don't understand it and people are different, we are still to love. Goes back, goes back to the golden rule Mm -hmm. and all of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, so so here's my main concern. You know, we've covered DSDs and we know that there are biological cases that we don't understand and that there are people that struggle. Um, Here's here's what I'm seeing happening in our culture today that that frightens me. 
it's trendy to be trans. Yeah. It's a thing. It, it's a real thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, kids think it's cool. Yeah. Uh, which is which is good in the fact that they're not bullying those kids. Yes. So that is a great thing. But we are getting into a slippery slope because then people who aren't questioning their gender before mm-hmm. are now questioning. And they're thinking, if only I could be this, then my life would be better. Now, that opens up a whole slew of conversations because you have to be content with you, with Mm -hmm. how God made you, Mm -hmm. because the grass is not greener on the other side. Mm -hmm. So you have some of these kids thinking, if I just change my sex or I I do this, then I'm going to be happier. Yes. And that's not always the case. And we've got some statistics to share there. We do. Um, A um, a 30-year follow-up study found rates of suicide are nearly 20 times greater among adults who undergo sex reassignment in Sweden, which is among the most LGBT-affirming countries of all the countries. Yeah. Um, This was cited in the Gender gender Dysphoria in Children uh, summary points summarized by the American College of Pediatricians. Yeah. It's a scary statistic. It's a very, it's a very scary statistics. And then think about this, the young gender professionals. Here's a quote, um, from, uh, sorry, here's a quote from the American Psychiatric Association. As many of 98% of gender confused boys and 88% of gender confused girls eventually accept their biological sex after naturally passing through puberty. Yes. So the majority of people, now listen, but if you've already started them on drugs to change their sex, Mm -hmm. but then they're going to go back, Mm -hmm. that creates some confusion there. Big time. Big time. Even more than before. And Kim, there's one thing that I got to talk about too, because I'm, I'm seeing this message a lot to our kids and I'm hearing it from my own kids. Well, I feel different. Yes. And so something must be off. Mm Mm-hmm. Here's what I tell my kids over and over and over. And you need to be telling your kids this. Every kid feels different. Yes. At some point in their life, through when you're going through puberty and your body is changing and you're seeing the bodies of your other friends change mm-hmm. and all of that, you are going to feel different. That does not mean that you're transgender or, or even gay at that point. Yes. Uh, we've got to be careful about thinking, well, I'm different, so I must be something. And another part of that, Mandy, is being really clear with your kids about what's normal to feel. Outside of feeling different, it feels good to be hugged and given affection by anyone. It does not mean that you have attraction to the same sex. And as logical as that seems as an adult, or that you need to change your gender, that seems very basic for us as Mm -hmm. adults. But imagine you see the hormones and the changes and the craziness and the frontal lobe development that's happening in our kids. And then maybe they just have a very affectionate friend or they're feeling a certain way. It's releasing endorphins when they're around this person. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you need to change your gender. And so we've got to walk through those normal feelings as they're growing up. And and we have to walk through them because it's trendy now to be trans online and they're seeing it. And so those are the conversations that we really have to have. I had another quote. Um, I almost mis- misread it while ago, but it's from Youth Gender Professionals in 2016. And I think it's a really great quote. This is what it says. Mm-hmm. We are concerned about the current trend to quickly diagnose and affirm young people as transgender, often setting them down a path toward medical transition. We feel that unnecessary surgeries and or hormonal treatments, which have not been proven safe in the long term, represent significant risk for young people. 
policies that encourage either directly or indirectly such medical treatment for young people who may not be able to evaluate the risk and benefits are highly suspect in our opinion. Mm -hmm. Again, that's from the youth gender professionals in 2016. That's a great quote. And all of the all of those statistics that we've shared today, they're in my book and you can look at the back and get exactly go look it up for yourself if you Mm -hmm. want to read those those that information. Um, But there's one other thing, Kim, I keep talking because I'm really passionate about this. Yes, absolutely. Um, There are real kids struggling. And they're getting lost in the debate. Mm-hmm. We're, we're so upset about the bathrooms and the locker rooms and whatever that these kids are going to bed at night, you know, crying to themselves because people aren't understanding them. Yeah. And we have to remember default to love, mm-hmm. even when we don't understand, even when we don't agree. Mm-hmm. We have got to get this right as Christian parents. We need to focus on the hurting and sometimes we get caught up in the legal and the debates, and and I'm right because of this reason. And if there's a kid in your neighborhood, if it's in your own family, in the school, they need our help. They need love. They need love, um, not judgment. Yeah. For our wrap-up segment today, let's remember, one, teach love. Your kids need to see you love people who are different than you. Default to love. Two, teach truth. Kids need to know that God makes us male or female. Three, understand that everyone's story is unique. Mm. Each person matters to God no matter what. Thanks for joining us on Next Talk Radio with Mandy and Kim every Saturday at 10 a.m. on AM 630, The Word. You are not alone trying to figure out how to parent in this digital world. We are here with practical solutions to help you. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Find our free video series and podcast at nexttalk.org. Are you ready for the next talk?